Welcome, welcome to Freaky Friday, where we tell all of your odd but true stories. Got some good ones. Some ones that legit freaks me out. I was, these are the ones I was reading some of them and I went, ah! yeah. And then Paris was working, he was um, playing Madden next to me and he goes, Well, now you have to read it out loud to me. <laughs> I said, um, Actually, you're going to have to listen to Freaky Friday when it Thank comes you. out. Thank you. Really? And yes. I was like, Yeah. You're like, We yeah. need that download, Paris. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was like, You get to, you get it released with everybody else until we're married. You don't oh, get any perks. Dang. But by the time you all hear this, I will be That's married. That's true. So. You will. Well, but at the time I was reading it. You're not. Yeah, not. you're still um, I'm a free agent. Still a free agent right now. A couple more days, everybody. Uh, but yeah, these were like day works down the Got spine. some good ones. Yes, we got six. Mm-hmm. We're going to start out with Pharmacy Haunt from Ashley. Hey, ladies. I used to work at a New England based pharmacy chain when I was just ending high school and starting college. The building is old as hell and used to be a residence way back in the day. I have a few different strange encounters that happened there. One that happened frequently was I would hear whistling by the bathrooms and what sounded like a little girl singing. There was never anyone else around when this happened, so I would just ignore it. Once I was in the back room taking my break, and I had just finished a bottle of Dr. Pepper. I set it down next to me on the table and was reading something. The bottle flew at my head. I believe in the paranormal, but I still try to reason logically. I still can't wrap my head around this one. At least the bottle was empty. The scariest was one night I was mopping by the entrance. There was a security camera and a TV right there to let people know they were being watched. I glanced up at the TV, and plain as day, there was an old woman standing behind me. I went ice cold. She had long, scraggly gray hair and was wearing a black dress or cloak. I spun around to look at her, but nobody was there. When I looked back at the TV, it was just me. I have other experiences in other places I've worked. We also once had a fucked up Ouija experience, but I try not to think about that too much. I've also had issues with shadow people in the past. The one ghost that always gets me is my dad. He's always hiding my weed stuff on me because he wouldn't approve of me smoking. I always just laugh it off because it usually turns up eventually. Thank you guys so much for an amazing podcasting community. You guys have kept me smiling through some major life changes, and I appreciate all you do. Well, we appreciate you for sharing this one when the woman Mm-mm. when the cloak appeared. I was like, ah, that's oh gosh. that's <laughs> horror movie. I, I immediately pictured the person from the ring, <sighs> except older. I've told you we oh don't do it don't do it Heather's doing it <laughs> the rings the ring pose with your head down and your arms yes. kind of hanging up Mm-mm. we've talked and we talked about the one we just recorded a second ago mirrors things you look in something Cameras. it's just me then you look back and there's something else there no no thank Cameras. you no whistling either and no kids That's singing none of this fucking whistling. I don't like any of it. No, and when you know the building is old, you're mm-hmm. like, who is it? And they're like, Phew. and you're like, Ugh. no. Because also the other thing with whistling is it's intentional. The same with mm-hmm. kids singing that it's again, it implies that the ghost has a mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> they will sing to you. But yeah, standing right behind mm-hmm. you is some sixth sense type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I can't. Oh, it's, it shivers for sure. New England based pharmacy chain. New England is that's so much history, and mm-hmm. then a pharmacy. Also creepy. Oh, yeah. This is just 
and what honestly what surprised me the most about this is that they have Dr. Pepper in New England. <laughs> Who knew? I was like, hey, nice choice. That's what I would drink too. Uh, but like like Ashley said, thankfully the bottle was empty because you got hit in the face with it. God, right? Yeah, Rude. It was, uh, living in Chicago was hard finding Dr. Pepper. I could find it in some places, but it wasn't as ubiquitous as it is mm-hmm. here. But uh, yeah, man, getting whacked in the head. Again, too, that's a spirit that has enough oomph mm-hmm. to hurl something yeah. at you. You need a little less powers, please. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, this next one is from Tammy, and it is called Ghost Dog, which I'm pretty sure is also the name of an improv troupe somewhere. <laughs> it should be a TV show. <laughs> Hi, love the show. You guys are the absolute best. Let's get into it. I was a complete skeptic about ghosts until I encountered one a few years ago at a vet clinic I used to work at. One Sunday afternoon, I was counting inventory with the practice manager. The manager was in the treatment area counting pills, and I was in the front office near reception counting bags of food when I heard a dog's tags jingling. I stepped out into the lobby and saw the back end of a golden retriever as it was turning the corner and down the hall. Confused, I went back to the treatment area. The office was closed that day, and there were no animals in the building. One of the veterinarians that owned the practice had a golden. I thought maybe the doctor had stopped by to grab something and let his pup have free range of the clinic for a sec. I went to the treatment area to find the practice manager by herself. I asked if the doctor came by and mentioned I had just seen his dog. She said, It's just you and me here. You must have seen Chelsea. She then began to tell me the story of Chelsea a golden that had come in for a routine nail trim appointment many years back, a very sweet girl that was loved by many at the office. As the technician was bringing Chelsea back to the lobby to return her to her parents, Chelsea collapsed in the hallway due to a cardiac event resulting from an underlying heart problem. Tragically, Chelsea was unable to be saved. The practice manager said she began to see Chelsea throughout the clinic shortly after she passed, and had a few times since. I've not come across any other ghost pets in my vet med career, but I definitely feel less alone when I'm in the clinic by myself. I've been a believer ever since that encounter. Thanks for reading and for all the hard work that y'all do. I am welcoming a ghost dog. Like, a lo- I have I, please, have- please. Would love it. Yeah, if you have to have a ghost at all, I would love a, a happy, lovely golden retriever. Oh, I mean, it's they're so sweet. extremely sad circumstances, but I think a lot of times that causes a spirit to linger when it's like confusion of like, mm-hmm. oh, I was just about to go home and now I'm here. But she was also really loved, so maybe she True. enjoyed, you know, being there because she mm-hmm. had a lot of um, people that cared for her. A lot of fans yeah. and knowing like she's welcome. Like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. Chelsea. Yeah, no, like, it's, I like around. that the... Practice manager wasn't like, what? We must leave. She's like, oh, yeah, you're just such Chelsea. That's fine. <laughs> we love it. Chelsea's like such said, a good golden name, too. It is. Aww. But it's such, it's, if you're not, if you're there working late or by yourself, you're like, well, I'm not by myself. Yeah. It's fine. But also, yeah, and you're not like, I wouldn't be scared of a ghost dog. I'd be like, no, where's Chelsea? Come lay by me. Yeah. You just feel a little like <sighs> next to your feet. Aww. Mm-hmm. A little brush up against your leg. I love it. Uh-huh. Well, this next one is from Midge, and this is called Mr. Lloyd Shed. When I was nine years old, my parents bought my childhood home from an elderly couple. I had met the couple a few times while the home buying process was taking place. They seemed fairly nice and were always interested in what I was doing. In the backyard, there was a very nice shed 
that had a wood stove, Murphy bed, desks, etc. Through conversation, we found out that the gentleman of the house, Mr. Lloyd, pretty much lived out there in his middle-aged years. The home was a three-bedroom, but they had six children, and he said it was more enjoyable for him to live in the shed he built. In addition to the shed, he had built several other things on the property. Shortly after we moved into our house, I started using the shed as a playhouse. One day I found a box tucked away and started going through it. There were pill bottles in it, a few pictures of Mr. Lloyd in his younger days, and then nude photos that I don't really remember. I slammed the box shut and gave it to my parents. I don't really know what the next steps were because I was 9 or 10 years old. The police came to our house and asked me to show them where I found the box. They also asked if my parents had contact info for Mr. Lloyd. All we knew was that he and his wife had moved out of state. My parents told me to stay out of the shed until they had a chance to go through it, but they never really did. We found out a year or two later that Mr. Lloyd had died. Jump forward years later. My now husband and I were trying to save money to buy a house, so my parents told us we could live in the shed for a while. My husband and I went to check it out since no one had been in it in years. I told my husband, Eddie, what had happened all of those years ago. He made a joke that what if Mr. Lloyd kept building because there were bodies under the structures? As soon as he said that, a piece of plastic from the mini blinds snapped off and hit me in the eyes. Eddie joked that it was Mr. Lloyd, angry that I had seen the box and knew his secrets. Needless to say, I refused to move into the shed after that. Two years later, Eddie and I were married with a little girl. We drove past an abandoned car wash that was outlined with police tape. I found out that the body of a young girl, around 15 years old, was found buried in the lot. She had been missing for 30 years. The report said that the girl was employed at the car wash at the time she went missing. The owner of the car wash was none other than Mr. Lloyd. Shortly after the shed collapsed after a hurricane, my parents have since passed on and never told me what was in that box, but I firmly believe that the two events were connected. I also believe that the day Eddie and I were in the shed, I was attacked by the ghost of Mr. Lloyd, trying to protect his secrets. The girl's murder has never been solved. Oh, Mr. Lloyd. Mr. Lloyd was not up to good stuff. No, he was unsavory. And I think Eddie was on to something. And that box of, and Mm -mm. I mean, luckily I would say it's a good thing that Midge does not remember what the photos were because it could have been... Who knows? I but, think I that's mean, your brain protecting you. Yeah, yeah. And luckily the police got involved and everything. But that's sad that it was well after Mr. Lloyd was dead that they dug up the mm-hmm. car wash and were able to, you know, find her remains. But whatever was in man. the box, I'm assuming her parents gave it, called the cops with it. Yeah. Whatever it was, was enough for them to stop by. If it's unsavory pictures of a minor, that's certainly a reason you would stop by the house. Yeah, or unsavory pictures of a person who has duct tape on their mouth yeah. or something. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Or they oof, know it has gone missing, yeah. True. It's so bizarre when people leave things like that behind. Yeah, I mean, you wonder if he forgot where he hid it and then... but Or the, didn't want to get think... caught with it, but then you risk somebody else. I mean, I'm glad he did leave it because, mm-hmm. I mean, although he did never, like, get in trouble for it, but... Man, I would. I'm not suggesting this happens. If I were mm-hmm. the one to do this, find these things, mm-hmm. I'd probably be contacting some family members. 
of oh, the girl yeah. from the car wash. Just to say, like, I don't know if this means anything, but this is what I this is what I know. Yeah, and I mean, I would assume the police would have kept it in an evidence locker mm-hmm. somewhere. I don't know. I don't know how the rules are on evidence destruction after so many years. Yeah. But they clearly, if they took it and were asking about his whereabouts, there was something mm-hmm. to pin on him. So, man, I think you're right, though. I think Midge is right that uh, him Eddie, Eddie saying that was, and the it, it snapped something off mm-hmm. in this, the shed that whacked her in the eyes. Also... I dare Tommy to build a shed in the backyard and go live in it because we've got kids in this house. Because that's that's better for his life. So much easier <laughs> to live without the six kids. It's probably well, yeah, easier I'm to sure hide your is. crimes. I'm sure it is way easier to live without six kids in your house and to commit your crimes. But also just live apart from your family. Yeah, you're not taking responsibility yeah, exactly. for him, you ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, lots. That one, that one gave me the shivers. No, it gave me the shivers as well. That's, oh, um... Well, now uh, we have from Melissa, the subject line is Giggling with Grandma. Also an improv troop name. <laughs> Giggling with Grandma. Also a show I would watch. Mm-hmm. One day, my parents, baby sister, and myself piled into my dad's pickup truck to go somewhere. He had one of the older model trucks with a bench seat in front and two fold-down seats attached to the side walls in the back. I don't remember how old I was, but my sister and I are almost exactly five years apart, and she was still a baby, so I had to be about five and a half. Since she was so little, she was either being held by my mom or between my parents on the bench seat. This was in 93, and I can't recall her being in a car seat, so if that's the case, what the fuck, mom and dad? This meant I got to sit in one of the fold-down seats and have the back all to myself. A bit into our drive, my mom heard me giggling and whispering in the back seat. She asked me what I was doing, and being a typical five-year-old shithead, I said, nothing, quieted down, and resumed a few seconds later, when I assumed my mom forgot about it. I carried on, and a short while later, my mom again asked me what I was doing. I gave her the same answer as before, and after a brief wait, went about my business. As the car rumbled on, my whispering and giggling got louder. Instead of asking, my mom tried to listen in to what I was saying. It was pretty clear that I was involved in a conversation of sorts, though I don't remember what was being said. At one point, I was full-on belly laughing, and my mom whipped her head around and giggling to herself said, All right, who are you talking to? I turned my eyes downward so I wouldn't have to face my mom, and sheepishly said, I can't tell you. Not overly concerned, my mom asked, Why not? Having been a horrible liar since birth, I looked up to answer her, Because Grandma Betsy told me not to. I could tell by her wide-eyed reaction that she was not expecting that response. Uh, What did you say? She asked. And I repeated that Grandma Betsy told me not to tell her. Grandma Betsy was my mom's mom, who died very young of a stroke almost a year and a half before I was born, and who I never got to meet. Being five, I'm sure my mom had mentioned Grandma Betsy before, and I'd probably seen pictures here or there. But we didn't have any in the house that I would have seen on a regular basis. I can't remember what we were talking about. But to this day, I can clearly remember her sitting across from me in the back of the truck. From the pictures I have seen of her over the years, she appeared to me as she was within the last few years of her life, after she and my grandpa got divorced and she essentially had to start her life over. As I've grown up, my mom's family members have regularly told me how much I remind them of my grandma Betsy. She was an extremely talented seamstress, and I taught myself how to sew at a young age, something nobody else in my family can do. She was always trying a new craft or working on a project, which describes me to a T. 
They say she passed down her compassion and sense of humor to me, and for that I will be eternally grateful. I will always be sad that I never got to meet this amazing woman in her life, but I'm thankful that she made sure to come and see me when she did. Plus, it's pretty funny how freaked out, in a good way, my mom is about it to this day. Thanks for reading. Love you, ladies. Keep it creepy. I love it. Grandma Betsy, just coming to say hi. Joking around and making the kid giggle, and that's so cute. Those cars, when you got to sit (laughs) in those things, you felt so baller. Or a station wagon where you were Mm -hmm. facing the wrong way. It was just such like a quirky way to sit in a car that it was just so neat. Leanne said her dad had a brat back in the day and that it had the seats in the back of it, almost like an El Camino, mm-hmm. where they face backwards yeah. with seatbelts and stuff. And she's like, I remember riding back there. Uh-huh. And like, it's, you felt like, I remember riding the back of trucks, though, when I was way too little to be riding back of trucks. Like a, the bed of a truck? Like the bed of a pickup truck. Oh, my, uh, one of my distant cousins died doing that. So we never did that growing up. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, I mean, one. go very far. I think it was, you know, down the street mm-hmm. or whatever. And I had friends that their parents had, put the camper on the back of the truck and then put a bench seat back there. And like, Mm. man, the nineties, like, like she said, the baby's in the possibly in the front seat with no, uh, car seat. I mean, it was back then it was loose. I remember in carpool in middle school, one of the girl's parents, cause there was a lot of us in the neighborhood that went to same school. So our parents alternated who drove what we, they had a station wagon that had seats that faced both ways. And I remember mm-hmm. sitting sitting back there. Sitting in the back. Mm-hmm. But I love that. Like, didn't get to meet her in life, but still came and visited. And who knows if that was the first time she ever visited mm-hmm. or this is just the first time she remembers and other parents are around. You never know if a kid's like, it's my imaginary friend, Betsy. <laughs> like, right? I'm sorry, Grandma Betsy. I do always wonder why sometimes ghosts don't want th- you to tell, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead... If I'm a ghost, I'm going to be like, you go tell your mom that I said, what's up? <laughs> tell everybody yeah. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm in the house. But I'm uh, glad that know. she did tell her mom anyways, because I think, um, well, one, the mom would want to know. But also, I'm a big fan of no secrets. Yeah. We're, oh, yeah. we're always the- telling Ella, surprises are fine. Like when, because we'll say, you know, don't tell daddy what we got him for his birthday. It's a surprise. But... We really try to hammer in, like, no secrets because I think if you instill that now, like, that if something major were to happen, hopefully they, they do tell you. Mm-hmm. And I like that a surprise has, like, an end date. Mm-hmm. A surprise is, like, perpetual. fun stuff, good stuff. Yeah, a secret sounds like there's uh, something you have to keep to yourself because it's wrong. I agree. Well, uh, thank you so much, Melissa, for sharing that with us. That is very sweet. Mm-hmm. I wish my grandma would come visit me. Um, next up, we have Ruins, and it is from Elizabeth P. When I was 19, I went to visit Rosemary's Farm on Long Island in New York. I had an experience where I was sitting on the ruins of a wall of the estate. I had an uncontrollable urge to wander off into the forest by myself. As I started getting up, I felt a biting sensation on my ankle and looked down to find a small bite mark, and it was dripping blood. By the time we had left the farm, it had scabbed over. That evening, I woke up in the middle of the night and saw a man in a coat and bowler hat standing in the corner of the room watching me sleep. 
I moved into the living room and slept on the couch. The next morning, I woke up and my back was super hot and felt like it was burning and tingling. I thought I might have gotten a sunburn. I raised up my shirt so my boyfriend and cousin could take a look to see what was causing the burning feeling. They couldn't believe what they saw. It looked like small suction marks all over my back. We had no clue where they could have come from. The next two nights, when I woke up to use the restroom, I saw the same man watching me sleep. The marks on my back disappeared when I got back to Nevada two days after we saw them, but every once in a while, I still see the man in the bowler hat and coat in my room at night. I'm Elizabeth P. I need some answers because we yada 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 over this man in the bowler hat a little <laughs> bit. Man in the bowler hat, yada yada yada. I had suction marks on my back. <laughs> I need to know. I, I need to know from seeing him to you getting to that living room and going back to sleep on the couch. What happened? Because I personally would not just see that and grab my pillow and blanket and go to the couch and just go back to sleep. I would lose my mind. Well, and there's a boyfriend and cousin in the house to be like, wake the fuck yeah, up, yeah. there's a man yeah, in a bowler yeah, hat. Yeah. I will say when I was a teenager and I saw the man in the pilgrim looking hat at my high school boyfriend's house that I just rolled over because you see it and you're like, oh, I don't know. You know, you're like half asleep, half awake, and you just kind of like ignore you it. You think you're I dreaming almost? Well, I thought it was his stepdad, but then I realized he was like way taller than his stepdad. And stepdad doesn't go around the house at three o'clock in the morning wearing a pilgrim hat. That would be weird. <laughs> Unless so, they're into cosplay. You know, he's like, we, I like to bang dressed in my, I like to dress like the Quaker Oats man and mm-hmm. bang my wife. Uh, but yeah, that is spooky, spooky, especially if you get back home to another state and that same mm-hmm. spirit is standing in the corner of your bedroom. I don't know what um, the symptoms of a tick bite are. Oh, no. But, well, because Lyme disease can cause hallucinations. That's Lyme disease is nothing to fuck with. Don't. Put that on a t-shirt. Like, it's, it can, like, destroy your life. Yeah, I saw um, a documentary about it once. There's an area, is it in New York? It's somewhere upstate that they have, like, more Lyme disease cases and more ticks per capita than, like, Anywhere, like in especially just this one little area. Damn, the name of the documentary is wherever the the place is. I want to say, but to the point where like all of the like woods where people will go hiking, there are signs everywhere about ticks and to watch out for ticks. And then yeah. several of the people in the documentary had had Lyme disease and talked about how um, it just wrecked their lives. So, because I was like, what? what would bite you and leave a tiny little mark like that? And then, a demon. could you have a reaction to it? Like a some demon. sort of a, I feel like a demon bite would be bigger. Could be a tiny, just a little tiny demon. It's a leprechaun. <laughs> a little leprechaun. Goddamn leprechaun. L- thumbnail fucking, demon. <laughs> it's a fucking thimble sized leprechaun. Got you at Rosemary's Farm. Rosemary's leprechaun. Farm sounds like a fucked up place. <laughs> I'm going to try to go to Rosemary's Farm. But that is wild. I uh, also don't love a ghost in a hat because in a bedroom because a, a hat is not normal bedroom attire. I'm like, that's not appropriate for where we're at. Neither and is a, a coat. <laughs> that's true. None of this. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're not no, dressed for bed. No. They, I mean, good, because <laughs> I don't want you crawling into bed with me. But also, don't watch me sleep. It, the don't thought of like it. waking up and somebody... 
over my bed. This is a, a, a legitimate fear I have of like waking up and an actual person being standing over my bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I don't know what I, and then, uh, a ghost person, mm-hmm. I would also not know what to do with that. I would not either. That is why I sleep with a very vicious chihuahua. That <laughs> even if Paris tries to come and hover over the bed, she's like, Urgh. why is Paris so hovering imagine, over the bed? Like if he was going to, and normally in the morning, he wakes up before me and he wants to come and kiss me uh, okay. or like brings me my Starbucks while I'm still in bed or brings me um, a protein bar because I'm still in bed. Whatever nice you know thing what? he wants to do. You know what happened today? Tommy... Because I did not sleep well, and uh, I keep meaning to post a picture of why this is on Instagram. But I went back to sleep after getting up, and then he woke me up, and without even opening my eyes, I was like, can you bring me a Diet Coke and some goldfish? (laughs) And then he just came back with the Diet Coke and goldfish. (laughs) Aww. See, y'all out there looking for spouses, partners, whatever, Mm -hmm. don't settle for any less than Tommy and Paris. You gotta have someone that's gonna bring you food and bed. Treats. While you're still Treats asleep. Treats in bed. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm like, I wake up and there is a Starbucks next to me. It's fantastic. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah. Well, uh, this last one we have is from Sarah. And the subject line is, don't get your theatric critique from a ghost. When I was about 16, I purchased a Ouija board from a KB toy store. As expected of a toy store version of an occult message board, it glowed in the dark and had a plastic planchette. I was at my best friend Rini's house when we decided to try it out in the living room. Her parents were asleep and her four other siblings were at various other engagements, leaving the house oddly quiet for the night. It was only the two of us using the board, and this event happened before any phase where we experimented with alcohol and weed, so I can honestly say there was no form of inebriation that distorted the memory or understanding of what happened next. We asked the board the usual dumb questions that any 16-year-old girl would want to know. Does so-and-so like so-and-so? Who's breaking up? Who's getting together? And so on. The planchette was moving easily, and to be honest, I wasn't 100% sure it wasn't being pushed by my friend. At the time, I was a real big drama club nerd, like huge. There was one particular girl who was always cast in the roles I wanted in every school production. Being my competitive self, I asked the board if this girl was a better actress than me. When it answered yes, I instantly became defensive and began talking smack. Because, you know, that's what you do when you don't get the answer you want at 16 and your actions are led by hormonal jealousy and rage. I'm sure it went something like, the hell she is, what do you know, you're dead. It turns out that was not the best thing to do because the planchette began zooming quickly to the letters F, U, C. It doesn't take a genius to guess what was coming next. And not wanting to be cussed out by the dead, my friend and I both pulled our hand from the board and watched in amazement as the planchette shot across the room completely by itself. Recoiling in fear, we both jumped into an oversized recliner with WTF expressions, scared shitless for the next few moments. Just as our heart rates began to calm, we heard it. It was a single phone ringing. None of the other house phones made any noises. This ringing was coming from down the stairs in the laundry room, the furthest point in the house. It was too late for a normal call, and we knew if her parents were woken up by the ringing, they would have been pissed. We mustered up the courage to get the phone. When we got down the stairs, Rini grabbed the whole phone and showed it to me with the wide-eyed, oh, shit, expression. 
It was one of those basic, curly-corded landline house phones that looked completely normal, except it was not attached to the wall or a phone line and was ringing loudly by itself. When her family had upgraded the house's phone to cordless models, the phone had been unplugged and left in the laundry room where it acted as a prop for her little sister's playtime. Once we realized this fact, we both screamed. We didn't attempt to hear who was on the other end, opting instead to drop it on the floor. As expected, her parents woke up, and also, as expected, they were pissed. When we hysterically explained the situation, her Roman Catholic parents, having no sympathy, called us dumbasses and asked us, what do we expect to happen when we mess with that shit? They made me call my mom, who also had no sympathy, and insisted I come home immediately. I was horrified to drive home by myself. It was only a five-minute drive, but I grew up in rural West Virginia. I was in the Appalachian Mountains with narrow dirt roads, hardly any houses, and no streetlights along the way. Cell phones weren't a thing yet, and even if they were, there was no reception in those parts anyway. I clearly overstayed my welcome at my friend's house, so I had to push fear aside and get my ass home. Just as I stepped foot out of her house to begin my journey, the front porch light bulb burst right by my head. Needless to say, I white-knuckled it all the way to my house, saying the Lord's Prayer and Hail Marys the entire way. I wish I could say we never touched that toy again, but we did, several more times, without any results that compared to this incident. Well, there you have it, a true story and a little warning not to use a Ouija board to validate your teenage need to be a drama queen. I'm sorry, but your parents are right. What did you expect <laughs> to happen? <laughs> oh, gosh, this takes me back. Mm-hmm. I used to, god damn. I mean, that was like what we did when we oh, spent yeah. the night at each other's houses or slumber parties. There was always a Ouija board involved. We'd make our like, own if we didn't have one. Light as a feather. Oh, yeah. Light as a feather. Bloody Mary. Board, Bloody Mary. All of it. I just need to take a minute and shout out KB Toys. Oh, damn. Did you see me go, yeah, when you said that? Yeah. There's a KB Toys Mm -hmm. in the uh, Towny Small, and I'd always want to go in there. Mm -hmm. It had, they had, when their mascot, that big toy soldier. Yeah, and then they always in the front had the bins with like the sale toys Mm -hmm. on it. I watched a whole YouTube video about the rise and fall of KB Toys. It was very fascinating. But uh, who took them out? Toys R Us? Um, yeah, and like mismanagement, and there was like a bankruptcy, and they resold. It was a whole thing. I love watching those. <laughs> well, now we don't YouTube have Toys R Us either, so yeah, I know. everything's gone. Fucking Amazon. Right, I know. They're all. all eat up. Mm-hmm. Bring back KB Toys, and that way you can bring back and get your Ouija board easily. I did not um, have one that was glow in the dark, but that's no. fun. Ours were Ours just wooden with a regular plain. basic plastic planchette. Yeah, it was like the board that folded out and the plastic mm-hmm, planchette. Mm-hmm. Love that the Ouija board was like putting this teenager in her place. <laughs> and then also was like, what do I know? I'm dead. Fuck you. Fuck off. Also, yeah, she is a better actress. So get over yourself. Sorry you're not getting the lead in our town. <laughs> also, don't answer the phone. That was smart. That was a smart move. Don't fuck with the Ouija board. But who but- was on it? What would it have been? Probably like I want to know. Sharon Smith is a better actress than you, and always will be. <laughs> it was Sharon. It was Sharon from. <laughs> she knew, man. How do you though ever live in that house again? Like I, I remember that there was once I had a slumber party for my birthday in middle school, and we did the Ouija board, and I'm sure it was, of course, my friends pushing it around. But it came out that there was a demon in my closet in my bedroom. 
hate it. No. And I was scared shitless for weeks to like sleep in there because it mm-hmm. said it was like watching me from my closet and stuff. And I think I told my mom, but she probably also was like, I'm sorry, but you got to go to bed. <laughs> She's like, deal with it. When I, I was know. real little and I was you. worried that monsters um, were in my room or closet or under my bed, my mother did what I think is quite brilliant. And she made a monster potion to get rid of them, which she Genius. just took a spray bottle and filled it with water and like um, flower petals and like stuff that smelled good. And then she would come and spray it under my bed and in my closet. And she'd be like, the monsters are gone. Genius. Mm-hmm. I gave that tip to a parent that um, when I worked at a daycare in college because their little girl was scared of monsters. And then they used it and it also worked. So maybe to, to anyone that is experiencing this problem, <laughs> there you go. There you go. You just have to bless it. Bless the water yourself mm-hmm. by momness, yeah. by mom love. My, it's better than a priest. That, yeah, it's better. Mom love is better than a priest any day. Mm-hmm. Um, mom love, another TV show. Would uh, watch. That, uh, <laughs> yes. But yeah, that is that that'll do you you're the hubris of a teenage girl being like, Oh, why am I the best actress mm-hmm. in the land? And the Ouija's like, You ain't. This is has all the makings of a just something starring like Sarah Michelle Geller or <laughs> um yeah. what was the one that was uh oh shoot, not Jennifer. Who was Jennifer in Party of Five? Jennifer Love Hewitt. It was Jennifer. Yeah. I, this is very like uh, a 90s horror flick. Oh, yeah. Well, it was written in by Sarah. So TBD on if it was Sarah. Oh, maybe Geller, it was Sarah but... Michelle Geller. <laughs> I hope she listens. But thank you. Thank you. If she does listen, we need right to in. know because, I mean, as much as Heather talks about Buffy, come on. I love it. We got I just know. bought the. 25th anniversary magazine and then oh. I read it and then when I was done with that I gave it to Gypsy nice <laughs> she loves Buffy too she's the one that got me on Buffy Buffy's that's right so yeah I still haven't seen it I keep saying I'm gonna watch it but it's great I need to yeah well good like bubble gum for the brain yeah yeah well thank you all so much for these they man some of these they're gonna keep me up tonight yeah I'm gonna think about all of them mm-hmm. I mean Man in a bowler hat. Mm-mm. I don't like that. Damn. I don't like that. Ugh, but, but I love, I do like it though, because I love hearing all these. They're very fun. And you guys are knocking it out of the park with writing them in. I mean, we don't change stuff. Mm-mm. This is, so, I mean, this is y'all's words. No, we take them out of the, take them out of the, uh, the database, the database, and then just make them into paragraphs because mm-hmm. sometimes the database smushes it all down yeah. into one big so we have blob, to separate it out yeah we hit enter but yeah we appreciate it it's uh i love this because i love the mm-hmm. as we're, even if i've read them before here and again mm-hmm. i'm like Ooh. yeah i like it it's fun well thank you again for sending in your freaky friday stories if you have an odd but true story maybe you've encountered bigfoot you've seen a ufo you've had a brush with true crime or you felt the presence of an otherworldly being Send them in at Sinisterhood.com slash Freaky Friday. We love providing Sinisterhood to you at no cost. So if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. 
As a thank you, you'll also get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those in the Ruling the Airwaves and Getting Into It tiers, a special shout-out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode, including our Murdoch update we just did, as well as a new mini-sode on Selkies coming in March, and patron-exclusive video and audio content, including Am I the Asshole, Relationship Advice, Judge Christie, Dear Sinister, Reddit, Reddit Drama, True Crime Headlines, and more. We also we have a Relationship Advice coming at y'all that has one of the wilder stories that we've heard. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yes. Tune in. You also have the fun perk of access to our Discord server, where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime, share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We hop on occasionally, and we host monthly Q&As on Crowdcast, where you can ask us all your burning questions. For patrons not in the U.S., you have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving you the cost of the conversion fee. Annual memberships for all tiers are also now available. Those that select this option will be rewarded with a free month of membership. For more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. And if you want to get some cool Sinisterhood swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com and click shop on the top banner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. We also have a TikTok at Sinisterhood Podcast as well as a YouTube channel so you can listen on the YouTube. On the tube. On the YouTube. Christy, Christy where are you at on the internet? I am not on YouTube, I don't think. I don't know. But I am on Instagram at Christy and Wallace and on TikTok and uh, Twitter at Christy or GTFO. I'm on Twitter at MCK versus the world and on Instagram and TikTok at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy.